Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast. You can follow us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod and give us a like on our Facebook page too. Follow the links in the description to all of our episodes so that you can, um, you know, follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow our great sponsors on their uh, social media platforms and know how to get in touch with them. You can also join the Big Green from the links in the description. You can get in touch with the guys at the Thunder Trust from the links in our description. Any way that you can get involved with herd athletics, we make it really easy for you to do. Along that note, um, it was a very busy week in in herd athletics, as it really is a lot at, at this time of the year. There's a lot going on, a lot of news. There's a lot just off the field stuff that's going on too, and we're going to get into all of it. But right now, let's get a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com. If you've been hurt in a wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. Matt and Jason are experienced injury lawyers in Huntington who have helped many people just like you with claims throughout West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. Car wrecks, truck wrecks, and injury claims aren't just something they do, it's what they do. Find them at 304carwreck.com. Russ, there was a fair amount going on, so we tried to whittle it, whittle it down, I guess, and uh, we're going to cover most everything anyway, but let's start it out like we usually do with five things every Herd fan needs to know this week. Yeah, five things every Herd fan needs to know this week, a true five things this week, <laughs> and as always, those are brought to you by IgniteLink, the Tri-State's premier IT management team. Number one, we've waited a long time for this baseball stadium, it's... <laughs> On its way, you know, you can see the live webcam. Another phase of the project is they're rolling out the BRICS program uh, for the plaza that will be outside of the stadium. One of the things that we discussed early, early on uh, on this show, and it came to fruition. And there are several different options to choose from, which I'll go over here in a second. Yeah, but before you get into the details of it, just out of the box, um, what a great idea. We had hoped that they were going to do this mm-hmm. and, you know, give a, have a way, an avenue in place so that fans that wanted to contribute in a different way could do that and be a part of, you know, this stadium for essentially ever. And um, I think this is a great way to do it. You know, I, the only real question that I've seen so far that people have asked me is when's the deadline? And I don't think they've put one out there because this can go literally right up until almost it's time to open the place because, it's going to be one of the final things that gets done, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should you should sit on it and think about it for a while. It just means you probably got a little bit of time. So if you're thinking something like, hey, this might make a, a cool Christmas present, well, you, right. you may have that m- amount of time to get it done. And I'm sure they'll let you know when the deadline is going to be when they finally set one. But just a cool thing. I know we want to take part in this uh, as as the Thundercast, as as what we yeah. do, um, and individually, it's probably also something that we will consider. I know you've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So, um, I think they're going to get three <laughs> orders from us, I guess, from this uh, project. But really cool project. I'm glad they're doing it. Oh yeah. Got a little bit of the info here, and if I give out any wrong info on this, I will I will correct it. But this is as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is a four inch by eight inch standard brick, and it's one hundred ninety five dollars. You get to personalize that. One gets placed in the plaza, and then you take one uh, home uh, as as your replica uh, brick. And along with that, they have. Um, you click on those you can get an additional replica mm-hmm. and you can also get a display case for mm-hmm. that and those have additional costs and, and such of course so each one of these will have a standard display case that you can uh, add on and you can get additional replicas however many you want of the brick that you're putting in the plaza uh the eight by eight bricks 345 dollars the eight by logo brick is uh 395 dollars 
and uh, what they had on there was uh, Marshall with the herd across right. it as as the kind of here's what it would look like. The four by eight premium brick package is two hundred ninety five dollars, and the eight by eight premium brick package is three forty five. I'm sorry, four forty five, and the eight by eight premium logo brick brick package how can i keep messing this up 495 dollars. i hate that you want to keep saying prick package yeah no i keep saying brick brick package i don't know but and uh finally they have a 12 by 12 premium logo brick package and that's 2500 dollars um the premiums are marble mm-hmm. and uh they are extremely nice looking it's you know the dark gray marble with the marble uh look to it and um, white lettering and logos but you can get a uh on the four by eights uh green or that brownish color tan uh so you can mix and match and they're gonna have that and i imagine that you know the the green will probably go in not just to put medallion colors in, but maybe they'll be able to make a big M out of them or something. Well, I was going to say, I'm hoping that they have a really killer mosaic design in mind. Right. Yeah. So that, you know, cause the way of the world now you can get these killer drone camera mm-hmm. footage and stuff like that. And it makes for really cool videos. So you really need a kick-ass mosaic design. Yeah. Uh, when they, when you finally put this together and I, I, I got, I kind of got some faith that there's creativity behind it. And that's why there are multiple color choices of bricks. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm talking out of turn here to, you know, say that it, y- you should do this. I think it's probably already going to be done type thing, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, it's just a cool thing. And a lot of options, they didn't really price anybody out because even at the lowest tier, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, that's a, it's, it's a fair amount of money. I'm not trying to cast that aside, but you know, at least like the entry level tier isn't 500 bucks because that right. would price a ton of people out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I just want to be able to be a part of it. Right. Cause, uh, it, it, hopefully this thing will be around for decades and decades and decades and decades. And, and, uh, we'll see a lot of great moments. And, you know, this is, I, t- I mentioned this to, uh, my cousin, we were texting about uh, this and, uh, and I said, Hey, this is kind of like those once in a lifetime deals, right? Because you either do it while the window's open or you don't do it because it's not like I can foresee, well, we'll have a second brick campaign unless they're going to yeah. add something on, you know, but well, uh, some of some of the things that I have seen at other venues, and I mm-hmm. don't know that that would be here. And you also don't want to wait because you might miss out. Uh, but other venues, you know, just have blank uh, brick in the plaza if they didn't sell all of those spaces and you can go back later and get one but we don't know for sure that that's going to be a thing and i would not risk it i would just go ahead and do it yeah well i mean what are you going to take your chances on so that they may do it and then i don't know i just think you should do it while the campaign's going on and be done with it and just be a part of herd history and i had mentioned in the tweet you know, this this campaign is allowing us to collectively make this stadium the house that the herd built. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the way it should be viewed, at least for this particular campaign. Uh, we can all have a little bit of say and you can personalize even a little bit of real estate. You know, it can be your personal little spot. And I think it's pretty cool. I and think I think we do need to say, uh, too, that they have a little contest going on that mm-hmm. whoever has the best, they didn't say the funniest, they didn't say the wittiest, they said the best. Whoever has the best uh, brick as chosen in this contest will get an additional brick for free. So, yeah. you know, get get with your most creative uh, juices in your brain and come up with something <laughs> good and maybe you'll get a... Uh, a second brick out of this. That's right. So you find the campaign at herbricks.com. You can get all the information that, that Russ was talking about, all the pricing tiers and all the extras and all that cool stuff. So check it out, bookmark it, get a tab open on your phone, just leave it open. So you don't forget about it. You can remind yourself it doesn't slip and slip through the cracks on you. And uh, let's come together and get a bunch of bricks sold so we can have a really cool looking uh, pavilion or walkway or whatever it's going to be as you enter the stadium. Uh, if we're going to do it, let's do it right, man. It's going to be yeah. really sweet. Moved on to number two, Justin Caldwell, who was the men's uh, basketball coach at Glenville State, has left Glenville State and will be a new assistant men's basketball coach at Marshall. Marshall has not come out with the uh, 
official announcement yet. Glenville did. So it's not like we're speculating on this. Uh, you know how things go. There are things that have to happen before an official announcement can be made, but it is official. He will be on our staff here at Marshall. Yeah. And, uh, we had kind of wondered if that would be a thing, you know, because, uh, uh, coach Stevens is coming down and, and, um, you know, that, that's, it's her fiance and he's a very talented basketball coach in his own right. And, you know, we had mentioned that there may be some changes on the staff and it's really cool to go in and, you know, not like we're trying to rip the cupboard bare from Glenville, but we got two talented coaches from that athletic department to come to Huntington and help us take herd basketball programs to the next level. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited for it. You know, I am just really, really excited for it. So we're kind of sitting around just waiting on the official announcement for Marshall to confirm everything. But it, it's it, everybody knows at this point, this is not the speculation thing about when will we or won't we uh, hire Coach Stevens. You know, this mm -hmm. is like out there and Glenville's talking about it. But excellent addition to the staff. Um, excited for, you know, what he can do if, from a recruiting standpoint, from an X's and O's type standpoint to augment uh, and uh, add to the system that we have in place. I'm just really excited for it, honestly. Uh, I think it's a great move, and and uh, it looks like there's been a little bit of an added commitment for, for herd basketball. You know, we got the D'Antoni extension. We got the Kim Stevens era starting with women's basketball. Now we're bringing in, you know, a, a, a younger-minded uh, energetic type head coach that that relates well to this era of player so i guess there's a lot to be excited about i think because you know there's there's changes afoot that's for sure you know yeah. we saw today let me just toss this in here i saw a little bit ago that uh, micah Hanlogden had committed to the university of florida so we know that there is absolutely you know even if you were holding on hope that he was coming back out of the portal that's not going to happen right so there are definite changes afoot with this roster and hopefully, you know, with the addition of these uh, of uh, Mr. Caldwell, we can, you know, put the best five that we can get on the floor and make a run at the Sun Belt again. Yeah. Number three, a little bit of negative news uh, that we have to put in here. EJ Horton has entered the transfer portal, wide receiver and special teams player. Um, announced it on, uh, when was that, Friday maybe? I don't know. I think I saw it yesterday, but it may have been a couple of days ago, but mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, an another wide receiver for the herd is in the portal or mm -hmm. will be in the portal. He announced that he will be entering in the portal when the window opens. Yeah, it'll be in May, I think, May 15th or something, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. following spring football. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a portal window that opens up and um, he's announced that he's going to be entering into that. And I think that's I wonder how that works, you know, because we're in the midst of spring ball here. So um, I don't I don't know if that means he's participating or not participating or whatever the case may be. But, you know, the um, some folks may start to go, dang, that, you know, who's left? Well, there are plenty left in the wide receiver room. Uh, the talent is there's still plenty of talent returning, you know, outside of uh Corey Gamage hitting the portal and now EJ Horton saying he's going to hit the portal. There is still a lot to uh, be excited about. So don't just start sounding the alarms just yet. Uh, but EJ is, is one that I was expecting to have a really big season this year because he, he finished the last part of last year, really strong, made some flashes in several games. And I thought he was, he was uh, working some really good chemistry with Cam Fancher and, you know, but uh, all you can do is wish him well and, and thank him for his time with the herd, right? Yeah. Um, number four, I felt like we needed to talk about this because this is something every herd fan needs to know. And yeah, I just got a, got a little bit of details about the uh, tailgates that we have coming up uh, two weekends from now, the green and white game on uh, April the 22nd and the JMU softball game on April the 23rd. So just wanted to give a little bit of more um shine i guess you would say on on this and talk about some of the details so we will be there very very early we're going to park the smokers uh on friday night and start cooking at, on the uh, west lot for the green and white game so saturday when you get there when the gates open at 10 
we will have already been cooking all night. Not me and this guy <laughs> over here, but <laughs> some me. talented, some talented <laughs> individuals on the smoker that, uh, that will be some of the best food you've ever had. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, they will be there all night long cooking up this food and we'll have it ready there. Do a big tailgate from 10 AM, uh, roughly on the start food might not be ready right then, but you know, we'll be invited or have everybody invited over around that time. And then, uh, it'll stop around 20 minutes or so before the game starts, let everybody go in and get situated and watch the game and everything. And then, uh, the next day will be over very early on the softball field and uh, don't really know which parking lot first, maybe the one right there uh, on fifth Avenue and uh, I'm sorry, third Avenue. And then uh, that game starts at noon. So yeah. the t- tailgate will at least be around 10. We just need to kind of see 10, 10 30, something like that. What time we're going to kick off over there, but we will have everything ready for food before the game. Yeah. And um, I should say that, you know, it's not like when these games are over, we're just packing up shop and leaving. Right. Because we, we'll have a little bit. We're just going to hang for a while and because we have plenty of food and we want to give, you know, anybody that wants the opportunity to have a post game meal. If there's food left, we want people to be able to eat that. We damn sure don't want to throw away all that great food. Yeah. So uh, but there's, you know, plan bright and early and and tailgate accordingly <laughs> for a early morning late afternoon type deal right don't uh, mm-hmm. it's not a sprint this is a this is a marathon this is probably yeah. going to be a lot of first pe- uh, people's first tailgate of the season and hey man you're not in mid-season form in the preseason so no you know just just plan accordingly but look if we want everybody out there that's going to be coming to the game come by and say hi come by and grab yourself something to eat uh, just feel free to hang, right? It's, it's, you don't have to, um, be anywhere. You just, you're just welcome. If you want to come, come, if you don't, that's cool too. We'll see you and we'll talk about it the next weekend when we do the next show, but we want everybody to feel like they've got a soft place to land and come talk about the herd and kick it for a little while and just have a good old time and, and really unofficially, officially start kickoff football season the right way and then do it all again over at Dot Hicks Field the next day. We want a packed house. We don't want yeah. one empty seat at Dot Hicks Field. Uh, the softball team just deserves everybody that's in Huntington that's available to go to that game to be at that game. And we want to try to put an atmosphere in place that makes it even more of a enhanced experience. They're going to provide the excitement on the field. We want to help provide the good time off the field, and together, hopefully, it just makes for a really, really great weekend. Russ and I have been looking forward to it for months, right, months. And to know that it's finally coming together and that both of us get to be there and we're going to be surrounded by a lot of our friends and make new friends and meet new people, that's kind of the best for us. You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it's all about. From the get-go, we talked about this show was about enhancing the fan experience, right? Yeah. It's very much not about you and I. It's all about the fan base and making their experience better at Marshall Games. And this is a great opportunity for us to do that. It's a great opportunity for you guys to take part in that. So please do it. Please do it. You'll have a great time. You'll meet great people too. And let me tell you, even if you think you are a hardcore tailgater, you are maybe the best tailgater you know, I think that you're going to be surprised by a couple of these guys that just they're – tailgating acumen and i don't mean you know they sit around and pound beers for 14 hours you know i'm talking about the level of cooking that they do with these smokers and uh you know sound system and everything is this is professional tailgating and uh everybody's gonna have a good time yeah what else can you find there you're gonna have uh people that have made it possible for you to come there and eat for free and uh we have actually four different sponsors that have uh stepped up to to do that uh one was a sponsor during one of our tailgating shows uh, thundercast live last year and that's mccormick insurance group uh they are an erie insurance amongst other um provider for property and casualty life insurance just about everything they're down in the cerrito area local uh Huge herd fan, Matt McCormick of McCormick Insurance Group. Uh, some of you got to know him last year at one of the tailgates. So he's one. Uh, A1 Roofing, Paul Cheney, 
uh, in the tri-state area. They do not only new roofs, but they're one of the only companies around here that do minor roof repairs instead of saying, no, we just install new. Mm -hmm. uh, so be sure if you, you or anyone you know needs to have any work done on your roofs, gutters, soffits, that sort of thing, you know, hit up Paul while you're over there. Uh, we also have uh, new again detailing. Rusty Sarton uh, owns a um, a very nice. I've had my vehicles done there, but a very nice uh, car detailing all the way up to ceramic coating, uh, which is a newer thing instead of wax or other things that you can do to protect your car. And uh, he is located in uh, the Lavalette to Canova area out on Route 75. So also someone local, uh, new business that is here. And we hope that you'll send business his way as well. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have Level Entertainment, uh, Reese Rogers, a professional DJ uh, that provides a little bit of other services as well. He does a lot of weddings. He does a lot of events. He has been featured in some very big productions uh, along with uh, Pitbull uh, down in, I think it was in Miami when he did that. I'll have to have to ask him, but he is extremely polished, uh, has been picked up by some national acts to open up and do some things uh, for some other events. So uh, we have a lot of, lot of talent here that's going to be at this uh, tailgate that you'll be able to talk to and hit up if you need their services. Yeah. All Marshall guys, all Marshall mm -hmm. fans yep. and all local stuff. So mm -hmm. if, that's the kind of thing we were talking about before. We're trying to develop a network of things that our listeners and viewers might need. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. going to need a roof or a roof repair at some point. You probably at some point are like, man, I'd really just like to get my dirty old car detailed, mm -hmm. you know, or, or like, hey, my I've got a wedding coming up. My buddy's got a wedding coming up. My daughter, whatever, or prom or whatever. There's an event like this is a top tier entertainer that you yeah. can uh, book for that event. So we're trying to take a lot of the guesswork out of some of these things for you and 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 point you in the right direction of some top tier talent that's in the area for what you may need. So come on out. Support those guys, support those businesses if you're in need of their services, and just have a general great time with us on Green and White Game Weekend. It's going to be a blast. I am super pumped for it. Yeah, and and not to exclude him, but everyone does need car insurance. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a law. So, you know, <laughs> well, that's not, what I'm saying. It goes without saying. You yeah. need that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no harm in reaching out to that guy and saying, "Hey, here's what I'm paying right now. You know, can you beat that? You know, it yeah. does, if doesn't I, hurt." If, uh, if I ever move back to West Virginia, <laughs> I'm calling Matt McCormick first, first <laughs> shot, no doubt about it. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's it. We will have, you know, that week we'll have a little additional details, the the menu, that sort of thing. And uh, we'll we'll go over it a little bit more and you'll see it on social media and we'll talk about it on here a little bit. Yeah. All right. Number five. KD, what is this week? Uh, week, the week before the week of the green and white game. <laughs> there you go. Week seven. <laughs> week seven in our. PC chalkboard clues about drop that right on everything. And uh, here is clue number seven. This will be your final clue. And next week there will be an announcement. So we'd like to remind everybody that each board that we have had seven boards, there are multiple clues on them and it takes uh, most likely all seven to, uh, to come up with the answer. Not one individual board is going to give you the answer of what this is, but there will be clues on them that will let you know. So if you think that you have it, even if you don't think that you have it and you just want to take a wild stab, DM us. Please don't uh, put it on the timeline. That kind of messes up um, other people that might be taking guesses. But Well, I go. mean, just to be fair, we probably just won't reply to you if you put a guess on the timeline and then yeah. we're not being rude. That's it's kind of like your cue to go to the DMs. Yeah. But there it is. Clue number seven. If you mm -hmm. want to see all these, you can go to the hashtag TCChalkboard.com on Facebook or on Twitter and you can see all the boards. And as always, I will be putting this one up later on after this show drops all right get those guesses in you're running out of time to uh 
get it right, you know, because we want to do everything, well, during week eight or before, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like the guest week or or now. Somebody gets it now, that'll work too. But, um, yeah, been a pretty pretty tough contest. I warned you guys in the beginning it was not going to be easy. I told you I knew all the answers and still could not figure it out. <laughs> I don't know if that says more about me as an idiot or more about Russ's ability to put together a riddle, but uh, it was tough. And I told you it was going to be tough. So, uh, DM I, us if I, you've got the clues or if you got the I answer. Think, I think this is one of those that when you look back at it, you could go, well, yeah, that all makes sense. But <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough, you know, uh, you know, trying to put them together. And, and that, you know, I didn't want to have 700 people win, you know, sure, I mean, sure. It, you know, I, I, and it, there's no point in putting out something that's going to be a, a seven week contest or an eight week contest when it's revealed after eight weeks and you put out a clue that just automatically tells you what it is on week yeah. one. It's not fun for anybody. So yeah. I, I tried to make it a little difficult. I just hope it wasn't too difficult. Well, mission accomplished. It was, it was <laughs> challenging. I'll put it that way. It was challenging. So let's take this bad boy around the herd. Shall we? Yeah. Let's start off with women's golf. Uh, Marshall finished 13th out of 16th at the Colonel classic over in Richmond, Kentucky earlier uh last week olivia and i i did not listen to how this was pronounced so i apologize but it looks like uh kochan i don't know k-o-c-h-a-n-a-n uh she led the herd uh with a uh, 12 over and that was tied for 39th overall the sunbelt championships are coming up and that will start on sunday and run through tuesday april 16th through april the 18th Hmm. The Colonel, what's it called? The Colonel Classic. Colonel Classic. Heard you win that, you get a bucket of chicken. Should. <laughs> Probably did. I wonder yeah. what the trophy looks like. It man, it would be so kick ass if it was like the old school, like white and red. The white and stripe. red vertical stripes. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, that'd yeah. Be pretty. And it has to like spin like the old school sign. That'd be pretty legit. Yeah. I, I could probably take a bucket of chicken right now. But... <laughs> I'm not good at golf, though. Haven't played in either. When, I don't know the last time I have played. All right. Uh, tennis. They beat Southern Miss 4-1 to one on Saturday and then South Alabama 4 to nothing on Sunday. If uh, you may be saying, well, hey, you know, don't they usually play seven? Well, the teams just didn't finish because Marshall had already got the four to win. So sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes they don't. It depends on where they're at in the matches and probably weather and uh, maybe uh, a little bit of, hey, we got our ass kicked, let's go home. So. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall went on a little bit of a tennis run this uh, past they, week, man. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they were winning convincingly, and uh, it's great to see, man. I, I, I swear this is like the sleeper program that has won a whole bunch and still I feel like nobody, but really us is talking about it. And that's okay. Right. You know that, I mean, it's not okay, but it's, it's, I don't know how to justify it. it, it they're winning a lot. And I yeah. wish that there was more, you know, more pub out there for them because a lot of our tennis players, if not all of our tennis players are just flying completely under the radar with what this team is being able to accomplish this year. But we, damn it, will not let it go unnoticed because uh, it's pretty cool, man. And a lot of credit should go to, you know, the the uh, the, the tennis program. Since they started Sunbelt Conference play, and they have played additional teams that aren't in the mm -hmm. Sunbelt Conference, but since that started, to my knowledge, they, they lost to Troy. Four to two, and then they lost to a very good, highly ranked ODU team. Right, and uh, Troy was after ODU, but they have. I mean, it seems like I, I know it's not called mercy ruled, but just about mercy ruled everybody else. Yeah, you know, one, one early. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. It's just like this last meet. If you go, you know, it's best of seven. You go four zero. Well, you yeah, know, it's basically. A, I mean, it's also not called a sweep. I don't think because it's yeah. not the same thing. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, they're they're winning in as as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we've got some individuals there that are putting up some impressive records on there, mm -hmm. and you know, not just as a team, but we will see these individuals going for some of these conference accolades here coming up. So, yeah, um, I mean, you got SBC championships can't be that far away, and uh, you know, you got to think that there's not that many. Um, individual performers and then doubles teams 
that are going to get lost in the mix. Like mm-hmm. they know who they are around the mm-hmm. conference. So yeah. um, unless something just happens, um, I, I would like to think that we're in position to make a really strong showing mm-hmm. in the SBC championships. And it's pretty cool. So they have uh, a road game coming up at App State this Friday. And then a uh, little bit of trivia knowledge that you'll like on Sunday, they're heading over to WKU. Oh, okay. So a little old little, school. Little, little tie there for you, a tie-in. So, so I wonder if that is the, I'm sure they play on like a like a hard court. I think every, damn near everybody does. I doubt anybody has a grass or nobody's got clay. So we'll, we'll call that the moonshine throwdown hard court. Or no, it's not hard court because that's basketball. What would it be? Hmm. What would you call that? Aces in love? I don't know. Something something tennis only. Anyway, just I don't know. That's a, all you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out of practice. You know, I've I'll, been, uh... I'll live with it. You come up with it, I'll live with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, just a nice rivalry renewed from a tennis standpoint. How about that? You just call me up and say, Russ, I came up with the name. Here's what I'll it say, is. Sure. <laughs> You'll go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, track and field, South Florida Invitational uh, went on. The men were on Friday and the women were on Saturday, and I have mm-hmm. the results from that. We came up with a couple of good wins. So yeah. um, let's see here. pair of wins on the men's side, uh, the 800 meter won by Brett Armbruster and uh, his one minute, 49.8 seconds came within a second of taking down the school record back in 1999 that was pretty cool and 1500 was won by evan white cool um six other herd men placed on friday and there was a near personal record from ethan bowens in the 400 meter and he so a couple people right off of setting some uh personal or school records and uh it's pretty cool but still notching uh individual wins at the event is um Awesome. Nonetheless, you know, I don't know a list of schools that were there, uh, but I do know that uh, I did see at least one picture that had someone in a uniform from uh, that school up north. So I know there were several schools that wasn't just like the herd and USF. So I don't know the full list, but notching a win in any event at a, at a meet like that that was probably well attended is big time stuff. I'm trying to look and see if they've got the teams listed here. Um, I've got the flyer up and it does not have the team. It has mm-hmm. ma- basically the schedule and things like that. Uh, I can look at, um, of course, you never know because they don't have to compete in every individual right. event. No. So, you know, it might take a while to figure out how many teams were actually there. Yeah. Uh, but the women over on Saturday, they put up a pretty impressive uh, showing. They, took the stage uh, with four wins and Rebecca Merritt got two of those. She got the hammer throw and the discus throw. Uh, Tyra Thomas won first place in the hundred meter hurdles and Micah Elaine in the 400 meter hurdles. Dang. Kylie Maston's second place finish in that 800 meter that she was in nearly matched the school record that she set last month. And uh, had some other people coming in uh, second and third, like uh, pole vaulting. Diana Goodman got second. Macy Majoy got third. But they were right at, Mm -hmm. I mean, it might have been like, because it's the exact same uh, height that they put on there, 3.8 meters. So one may have gotten, I don't know, did it twice or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or maybe they went to tiebreaker to see what their other, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, got some really cool uh, second, third place. Good showing overall. So. Yeah, and I saw some content that the track and field team posted. You know, they were out uh, on Friday while the men were competing. They had a video of the ladies running, you know, down one of the, you know, um, water side. I don't know. It's not a sidewalk, but you know, it's wider than a sidewalk, but anyway. Um, and you know, they were talking about running in the sun and how great it was. And I was like, yeah, this is like on the daily down here. Life's pretty rough down in Tampa. And, uh, then they posted a crowd shot and there were some herd supporters out there watching the meet. Uh, 
I wanted to try to go. I wanted to go. I, w- I was hoping mm-hmm. to be able to go. And I really felt bad once I saw that there were actually herd fans there. And I thought, man, they're like right there. I really wish I'd have had time to go. But you know how it is, man. It's Easter weekend. It's it's it was just bad timing. If that if that meet would have been the weekend before, probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But it just so happened I wasn't able to get free and go down there. But I really wanted to, and I just thought it was really cool that they had the crowd shot on the Twitter account, and there were some there was a good amount of Kelly Green there watching them compete. So that was really nice to see. See, I was hoping that you were going to tell me that you went down there, you got to go and watch it, and they also allowed you to practice the pole vault. Yeah. <laughs> oh. two, two feet. <laughs> so you have, I'm record. sure you've seen some of those like uh, like <laughs> bloopers before to where like a like a pole vaulter will go and then they they get the the pole you know planted and they're starting the vault and then like the pole just obliterates like breaks yeah. to shred. I fear I always fear like that's what I'm, I'm gonna try that and then I'm gonna get right up there at like max tension on that pole and it's just gonna snap and there I go off to oblivion. I just that don't was have, Daffy Duck, I think. I just don't saying. have the guts yeah. to do that, man. I don't. I'm pretty just, sure I Bugs Bunny beat Daffy Duck, <laughs> and that's what happened to him. So, All right. Let's get on with that nonsense. Yeah. Um, men's soccer uh, ended up losing in the uh, uh, Collegiate Spring League to Louisville at Louisville. They lost two to nothing. That uh, means that on uh, their division, Louisville finished first mm-hmm. with nine points and we got six and they will go on to play Louisville in the championship game and Marshall will be playing next Saturday in Columbus for third place. Yep. So damn it. That goes to show you, man. I mean, you know, you only got uh three games and then the final, you know, so you you mess up once and somebody else didn't mess up you. Well, you know. we saw that firsthand last year in the in yeah. the uh, tournament. You know, like we played strongly all game long, and one bad pass gets away from us, it res- results in a goal, and that was that. You know, so mm-hmm. that's just the game of soccer, man. You can play perfect for damn near the whole game, and and one little flurry for a small amount of time throughout a game can just be all it takes. So. Doesn't matter. Uh, spring league, yeah, we wanted to win it. Yeah, we were defending champs. Yeah, it was bragging rights type stuff. Love to have two in a row. That would have been cool. But uh, this team is still very, very, very good, and they're going to be very, very, very tough to get past in the Sun Belt this year. You got to think that the you know the top two handful of teams, two three teams out of the Sun Belt, are going to be really tough and going to be in that national contention, competing for a title again. So you can't let one spring league game just kind of like determine your outlook for the season for this herd or otherwise you're you're just going to be missing out on some really great soccer being played yeah no doubt man i mean how hard is that to in in a three game uh league you know before you get to the the finals or the final game or whatever but three games i mean yeah you you have to win all three to really, really hope that that you win. I mean, you know, it didn't happen in the other division. They got seven points, but but still, you know, they came out with two uh, regular victories and then a penalty victory, so mm-hmm. that gave them seven points overall. Louisville got nine, but uh, it is what it is, man. Um, it's good practice for uh, coming up on the uh, the regular season. You know, for yeah. Those guys I mean, it just would have been awesome, but it just didn't happen. So yeah. It's good to get to participate. And, hey, we're going to celebrate the hell out of their third-place finish, too. So, you know, these are good teams they are going up. You know, this Mm -hmm. is not like we said earlier. You know, these are some really good teams. All right, let's take it over to the uh, baseball diamond. WVU came to Charleston on Tuesday, and uh, Marshall seemed like they were going to get them there. It kept going back and forth. Yeah, in uh, late game, it kind of broke open. Uh, WVU came out fifteen to nine victory. Yeah, this was one of those that was in the theme of a lot of what we saw the same last year. You know, we mm-hmm. were just in it, in it, in it, and then got away from us at the end. And it's just frustrating, you know, yeah. that it's frustrating that it was to the opponent that it was because that's a top twenty-five team, and whoever yeah. the team is across the jersey. I understand that it means a little bit more to certain fans because it said West Virginia, but that's a top 25 team. And that if you notch that victory, that's a big thing for this team that's trying to build and trying to find its way. Um, And 
you know, they, they just came up short. But that's so far, both of those games against West Virginia were great. They were great mm-hmm. games. And, yes, Marshall went 0-2, but they were competitive all the way through and up until the end in both of those games. Yep. So that's that's where the brick by brick comes in. You know, a few more bricks here and you can compete and you can make a few more plays in those late inning situations to maybe swing that one the other way. So uh, I think that's a good, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not terribly really open to the idea of a football series anymore. It's just, it could have been great and it's just so toxic and I'm just not really one yeah. for it. You might feel differently, but some yeah. of these other sports, I think it's, it's still doable and not as toxic and still a good yeah. thing. So yeah. baseball, basketball, even soccer. I think that's a big soccer. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a big opportunity to do something, you know, with an interstate school that is positive. You know, I think yeah. I, I sadly think that the ship has probably sailed on football just for making that a positive thing now. But yeah, and it's there, it's such a different business model, yeah. right? You know, with conferences yeah. and and the demand for TV and the way that it is with scheduling. So. I get it, uh, but no, it, it is a very good thing. Like we talked last week, I think it was, mm-hmm. about a potential baseball series. And as I understand it, that is the plan, that they'll have a home-and-home and, home and then a, a rubber match in Charleston. That's so, that's a great, yeah, great blueprint for something that can really build and be a good thing. That yeah. stretches more than a day, you know, because yeah. you can stretch that out over the season a little bit and and kind of bring folks together three times. And listen, I know this uh, top 25 ranked WVU team had to travel down to Charleston as well, but Marshall was not at home. They had mm-hmm. to travel to, over to Charleston. So, sure. again, we're talking about when the stadium gets here and, you know, the facilities improve and it's a it's a local game. You just walk across campus or whatever and, and you're, you're there and maybe you're there five hours before uh, – you know, the first pitch to get into your routine, maybe that, uh, you know, the, the hitting facilities indoors will make a huge difference. The video room will make a huge difference. I feel like all this, once it is in place, you'll see this team really take it to the next level. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're seeing that right now, just on the other side of the diamond, the softball team has their own place. They got their own clubhouse. They get to go chill and do their thing. We just talked about this with, four of our players in the series yeah. that we did. And they all, you know, they all get ready in different ways, but they all also spend a lot of time around the facility. And that's, yeah. that's what you need. So once we get that again, we'll be able to take things up to another, another notch, another level. And then, you know, bills and their recruiting and this staff and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm no, no way, shape or form. Am I trying to say that we have, we don't have quality players on the program now. I'm just right. saying, the whole program gets elevated. Everything mm-hmm. gets elevated when you have a home field. And I should have uh, should have said, you know, we wanted to talk about that WVU game just because it was uh, a ranked team there. But uh, Louisiana also came in this weekend mm-hmm. and uh, heard uh, got swept. They lost eight to four, five to two, and then on Sunday eight to two. Uh, so rough week for them this week uh, yeah. down at Gomart Park, but. Uh, one thing that I mean, you're still seeing some really good uh, individual performances in these, and um, uh, stuff to build on. You know, it doesn't look like, hey, this is a lost cause. You know, people may say we lost four games this week. Uh, you know, ah, yeah. forget about it. There's a there's a lot to work with here. Uh, you know, uh, Currency had four hits in mm-hmm. one game. You know, uh, um. Luke Edwards individually yeah. had a pretty good yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, who who uh, who had the big bomb? Who was that? Um, Lucio had the grand slam in one of those games. I mean, yeah. they're, individually it, it it's happening, and it might not be happening in the same games, right? So so guys are just having good games at like at different times, right? Yeah. So. But that's what I'm talking. We told you guys about this at Sun Belt and how good of a of a baseball conference yeah. it is. And you can't yeah. just say that and then get mad when you're like, dang, this is a good conference. Well, yeah, yeah. we told you it was. And it's not yeah, going to get any easier, right? Because you yeah. get a game with you might be able to get against Ohio. And then you got Texas State, who is a really good team coming or, or going wherever we're going. Where are we we're going? Yeah, yeah. So uh we got uh we're going up to Athens to play Ohio on Tuesday, and then uh Texas State at 
San Marcos yeah. this weekend. They are a really good team. Really good. guys. Really good team. Yeah, so, they do they do well in baseball and in softball, but their baseball is really, really good. Yeah. So it's it's a tough road to hoe, and we knew that. And and we we were all sitting here months ago saying we're ready for the challenge. We're ready to take on the Sun Belt. And we knew it was going to be rough. We knew we were going to lose some games. We also knew we were going to win some games. But it's a process, and and we have to be committed to the process of building a program from being behind the eight ball that we've been behind. I mean, there are teams that we play against that still cannot fathom the fact that we don't have a ballpark. Right. <laughs> like, you know, they're like, what? You know, so we are just behind the behind the eight ball and it's going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, hopefully in a shorter order, we'll be more competitive to where we don't go into a series thinking, all right, we need to just get one. You know, our whole mindset as herd fans, hopefully will change on this program and go, you know, we're looking to sweep. You know, we're looking to at least win the series. There's there is no getting swept. That's not in the equation anymore, you know. But in the meantime, we still have pieces to put in place. So yep. get behind these guys. Buy a damn brick. You know, let's help it get it, <laughs> help it get built. Let's help it look better. And you look good, you play good, right? That's right. Now let's finish it up uh, here around the herd, keeping it on the diamond and with uh, this softball team that we follow so, so well. <laughs> um, we just, for anybody that is listening to this and missed it, we have YouTube exclusive five-part series over uh, video only on YouTube uh, with head coach Megan Smith-Lyon and four players, uh, Autumn Owen, Sydney Nestor, Alex Coleman, and Grace Chelleman. So mm -hmm. check that out if you haven't. But let's talk a little bit about their week. They came in with a 21-game uh, winning streak, and they went down to ULM. They won uh, on, they were supposed to play Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday's right. game got going and then it got postponed because it was just pouring. So they restarted the game from that point on Friday and Marshall let their floodgates out. And in six innings, they mercyed uh, ULM 13 to two. Yep. It was a. It was a that was a weird one. I want you to go through the results, but I want to, of course, I have to go back and talk about how this all plays out for the finale. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do the first two games here and then we'll talk, let you talk about them. Then, then we'll set up the finale. Uh, Saturday, they had a doubleheader. And in that first game, they uh, pulled out a victory four to three. So what do you got for us, KD? So on the opener, like you said, it was supposed to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they get going Thursday, and I think they get maybe two innings in, and then it gets called, and then mm -hmm. they have to pick the game up in Friday. Well, Sid was in the circle, right? She, she's your she's your game one series opener starter <clears throat> and has been for the herd. She's earned that right. Obviously, she's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So put yourself in this mindset, and I wanted to just put you through how her weekend went. You start mm -hmm. pitching on Thursday. Your game gets called. You come back and you pitch the first one Friday, okay? Then you have to come in in relief to get the save on the first game on Saturday. Then you're back in the circle to start the second game on Saturday. Think about that as a pitcher, okay? And now, no, this is not a she got overworked type scenario, right. but just think of the amount of uh, times that these hitters get to see you, mm -hmm. right? And – uh Ultimately, the herd lost that close one to close out the series mm -hmm. with the, with Sid in the circle. And this is the first time that I can remember in a while that she started a game and didn't pitch a complete game, yeah. you know, or, or or at least go like, you know, six and a third or something like somebody might have had to come in for an out or two. But in that finale, she goes four, uh, four and two thirds. And that's that's an early exit for uh, for us in relation to to what we've seen Sid do. But anyway, back to the opener. You're right. They come out and across two days, they bust out the bats kind of late and get things going and bust it loose to end up with a mercy run, a mercy run win in six innings, 13 to two. Nestor complete game, five hits, only one earned, and uh, eight strikeouts. Stop me if you've heard that before. 19 and two at that point on the season. Bub Faringa, Cam Hollis, and uh, Lauren Love all go two for four. Mahalas and Love both notch a double, and all three of those gals end the game with two RBIs. Uh, Bub also tacks on a walk. Um, Riley Lucas and Sid Bickle both hit doubles in that game. Riley Lucas with three uh, RBIs in that one to 
really opened the floodgates for the herd. And you're thinking, great, this is we're off and running. This is going to mm-hmm. be the same more the same. Well, you come back out in that opener on Saturday, and it's a tight one. I mean, it is tight. Yeah. Uh, Sydney Rice is in the circle. She pitches six and a third. She gives up five hits and three earned, only striking out two, but does notch the win. She's still perfect on the season. Now nine and oh on the season. Bree Godfrey comes in in relief and faces one batter and walks her. So Coach Smith is like, okay, we got a one-run lead. We just put one on. Now the winning runs at the plate. They make the decision to pull Bree and put Sid back in to get the save. She comes in for the final two-thirds of an inning, gives up one hit, but, of course, nobody scores, uh, notching her first save of the season because that's just not her game, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she turns right around and pitches in the circle for the uh, series finale, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But the, the, the hurt in that second game, only five hits as a team, Russ. That's just mm-hmm. not what we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, Brooklyn Ulrich does take one out of the yard, one of three with a home run. Autumn Owen, one of three, gets herself an RBI, notching ever closer to that single-season record, but still hasn't eclipsed it yet. Also, Grace Chelleman, one for three with an RBI, and that was like your your performers, you know, from an mm-hmm. offensive standpoint. It was it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. The, the, the series finale gets away from the herd, five to three loss, ending the consecutive win streak at 23 Heard sits now at 33 and four, nine and one in the conference. But look, that win streak was so fun. I think we should just kind of start another one and yeah. and, and just do it again. Right. I don't know yeah. how many games are left on the schedule, but wouldn't that be wild if Marshall wins Let's 23, see. loses one, and then wins like goes on like a 25 game win streak to go through the tournament and stuff? Uh, I don't know how many they would play in the tournament, but I think there are 50 games on the schedule. So there are 33 and four, uh, should be 13 games left. Wow. Wow. It seems like there should be more, but you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sid Nestor, as I mentioned, goes four and two thirds in that one. Um, Listen, here's the thing. She gives up six hits in that one. Um, ULM scores all five runs off of Sid. Only one of those is an earned run. So that's kind of what sucks. She was she didn't have a typical dominating Sid Nestor performance, but still only one of the five runs is an earned run. Uh, only striking out one in that one, which is also a little uncharacteristic, but... It is nonetheless. She's stuck now on 19 wins for at least another opportunity. 19 and three for Sid on the season so far. Bub Faringa comes in for the last inning and a third to close out the win, or to, to not close out the win, to close out the game. Mm-hmm. Um, another fairly rough day for the herd bats. Not yeah. too great, but, you know, Abby Darnley and Bree Godfrey both go one for one. Abby gets an RBI. Riley Lucas is one for two with a walk and an RBI, and Cam Mahalis is one for three with an RBI, and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it it was bound to happen sooner or later, but damn, man, what a run. What a run. And uh, it was so fun to watch, so many smiles, so many freaking wins and and dominant performances that there's no time like the present just to pick it up and start all over again. Might as well do it right freaking now because – we got some big series coming up. We're going to have to prove mm-hmm. who we are a little bit. The, the games are going to be get a little bit tougher. You know, you're going to have to go play Coastal. You're going to have to play James Madison. Marshall, for whatever reason, somehow does not have to play either Louisiana or South Alabama in the regular season. So those could re- potentially have to be saved for a Sunbelt Conference tournament. And you better have your A game ready and hitting your stride if those are in front of you to potentially capture a title. So, and let's not forget Alabama is also coming in short order. I had seen, I started following some national softball accounts and uh, Montana Fouts has just been in the zone. Mm -hmm. So you would probably like to think she's going to be in the circle when they come down. Unless there's an injury, she's going to be in the circle. Yeah, because I mean, she's she's the the local kid, right? She's the reason that they did this game. They want to take uh, a senior and get them a local game midweek you know as 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 local as they can yeah you know and still play a division one game so that's that's the deal yeah so she's she's been cruising this past week and really all season so you're gonna face one of the nation's best pitchers in a midweek coming up in a couple of weeks so you know we got to get our groove back we got to we we just got to get our mojo working again and one game doesn't eliminate that we know that but 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, I think this is can be a good thing, you know, because now the pressure of continuing a win streak is off and you can just get back to, you know, what has worked for you for those 23 games. So there's your softball so he- wrap up in a week. Yeah, and here's what you got. You got uh, Moorhead State at Moorhead on Wednesday. That's still a local uh, yeah. game for everybody to, to head over and watch if they want to. Then they travel to Conway for uh, Coastal Carolina for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then that's when they come back the following week. And uh, on Tuesday, Alabama's here uh, April the 18th. Then that JMU series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which, of course, we talked about that earlier and then after that, they've got Virginia Tech at home on mm-hmm. Tuesday, the 25th, and Texas State at home uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Georgia Southern at Georgia Southern the next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, end of the season. Yep. So if they win those games, if they put on that um, – uh, winning streak that you talked about and they closed out, there is zero chance in my mind. They are not ranked. Uh, you can't, you can't beat Texas state, uh, all three games, Alabama, Virginia tech, uh, winning all these games and have a four loss record on the year winning, (laughs) winning 40, 46 and four, I think it would be and not be ranked. So if they do what you say, Hey, let's just do man. Well, we should just probably just do it then. I mean, let's just just go ahead and do it. Just do it. But no, (laughs) it's going to be, they they got into the meat of the schedule real quick here with uh, after after this coming week, it's going to be a string of games there. Those five games with Alabama, three against JMU and Virginia Tech, that's going to be, all of them are at home, but that's going to be. Be a, so along big, with big that, uh, on that midweek, and you know, we're looking ahead a little bit. On that midweek yeah. when Alabama's coming to town, I need every herd fan out there in Kelly Green, yeah. not 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 even a white shirt. I need you in yeah. Kelly Green so as to visibly be noticeable that there is a home field advantage because you know there are going to be a lot of folks from where's where's Montana Grayson? Is that what you said? Russell. Russell. So, okay. Even even closer. So there's going to be a lot of folks in some Alabama Crimson, I would imagine, making the trip over, or at mm-hmm. least some folks that are not in Kelly Green. And mm-hmm. uh, we can't allow that to happen. That's yeah. that's our house. So every student that hears this, I need a grassroots thing from the Stampede. Every Tuesday of that week, you got to get out to the dot and make sure there is nowhere to sit for an opposing fan. Yeah. Make them have to watch from the outfield in a camping chair. Make that yeah. happen. Five rows deep behind, you know, the the outfield wall. You know, we want four rows all the way around of of Marshall fans, so they can't, you know, they have to even try to stand on their tippy toes to look over the shoulders, get a view of it. That's right. We need to turn that place into our place, like we know it is. Don't don't yeah. yield to anyone. That's right. But anyway, that does it for another week taking you around the hurt. Hey, man, it's a pretty good week. You know, there's a lot on tap, and uh, tennis came, tennis team really came out unscathed. Track and field team did really well. Baseball had a rough go of it, but Marshall still won the series against mm-hmm. ULM despite the winning streak coming to an end. If that's what you want to hang your hat on, then okay, do that. But yeah. we still won the series. Won, won, the series won the series, won in dominant fashion. We're mm-hmm. off of our game, which, again, it's going to happen in 24 games. You're going to have mm-hmm. a bad one. And uh, it wasn't even that bad. You know, no, we just went offensively uh, under par for a couple of games. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of the last time that we saw one of our pitchers, a starting pitcher like Sid, you know, an an Mm -hmm. ace pitch in all three games, but even more so to take it a step further, that was across four days or not four days, but across three days. So, what a what a what a wild week. It was just a wild weekend for softball and, yeah. and we you know we just came up a little bit short. So yeah. Uh still love this team, still love the, every, everything about them. They are the they are still the coolest uh coolest squad in town as far as I'm concerned. And the last thing I want to say before you take us out of here is yes, if you haven't gone over to the Thundercast YouTube channel, the link is in the description. Go go click it. We did a five-part series um on the softball team. We were gracious enough to be granted time again with uh, head coach Megan Smith-Lyon and four of our players, uh, catcher Autumn Owen, 
pitcher Sid Nestor, right fielder Alex Coleman, and center fielder Grace Chelleman. And um, listen to those interviews. Those girls are interesting. I learned a lot about them and and a lot of the, about the minds of great players. And um, I, I, I think out of it all, two things stand out to me, Russ. And I'm not trying to give a lot away, but two things stand out to me is, number one, how um, Alex Coleman prepares for a game. I just thought that was so cool. And number two, how the whole series ended up closing with the with the words of Grace Chelman were like I couldn't think of a better way to do for that to end. And no, it was not planned. No, it was not scripted. That was one hundred percent off, uh, like um, live and you know unscripted. So uh, it was just a really great series. I'm really thankful for uh, you know. David O'Leary for granting us the time, the coach mm-hmm. and the players for wanting to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of thing I really enjoy bringing to our fan base. It was a great series. I hope you guys go check it out. Yeah. So take us out of here. If you got yeah. nothing else, nothing else, but if you see us at the uh, Joan, if you see us at the cam, or if you see us over there at the dot, making sure that no Alabama fan can even stand on third Avenue, <laughs> no matter where you see us, we're going to be saying, go hurt. Go Herd, it's the Thundercast. We will see you next week. Later.